Rolling, bro. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,122. I've got a job for you coming up, Mr. Height. July hey. 31st, 2023. 105 degrees on this day in 1988 and 47 degrees on this day in 1924. And, John, mm-hmm. I would like... This was... Uh, they had about three days in a row right now in 1988 when it hit 100 or over. Okay. And how many years ago is that? Total 35, right? 35? 8 and 5 is 13. Yes. Okay, so I'm just curious. We now know how it's treated if we get a 100-degree temperature. It's treated with calamity and catastrophe and concern. As recently as 1988... Why don't you uh, take a look at some of uh, what might have been said back then on these dates? Uh, July 31st, August 1st, and 2nd, 1988, all hit 100 or more. Okay. So let's see what they said. Second. Let's check August 2nd. Uh, in 1988, as is, as is now, those would have been swimming days. Uh, your beach has been kept free of weeds and algae and crud by Aquaside products. Made in White Bear Lake, they work quickly and they're easy to use, and I, I am impressed. Because they work. I've seen it work. They work. They've been cleaning up beaches for more than 60 years with these products made in White Bear Lake. They're safe. They've been vetted by all the proper authorities. Here's what you do. Grab your cell phone. Go down to where the kids now refuse to swim because it looks so frightening. Mm -hmm. Call Aquaside. Describe what you're looking at. They'll get you the right products. And your swimming beach will look great for the rest of the year. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop John Height in the newsroom and of course, the rookie Here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense your mayor Joe Sushi. I have a note from former state senator Dave Osmick, who obviously stole a great deal of stationery because it's still. <laughs> I'm just kidding him. He was president of the Senate, and he uh, he's going through his parents' stuff, and he found a copy of Life magazine reviewing the 1960s, and he sent it to me for the 30th anniversary of GL. I appreciate that. I love that kind of stuff, and he must know that. And we have to follow up on what he began. Okay. And that's getting Marjorie Johnson recognized at the state fair. Is there an announcement? Well, no. I'm thinking we we make that a cause during the fair. Oh, there you go. Uh, who's gonna Who's gonna be in charge of arranging for her phone call? Are you going to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Because she's started every fair since 1993 yes. with us, and I think it would be imperative that we do the same. I would like to find out if she's going to be out there. She That's unlikely. That's unlikely. Well, if TV calls, well, she, she ain't does. getting any younger. I know. You know, if I'm a little down, there's a reason. Oh, I, no. On a Monday? Gorgeous weather out? The... Uh, the St. Paul Sunday paper, uh, Pioneer Press, has a section called uh, Dr. Gizmo. Okay. 
And uh, Dr. Gizmo, I guess his real name is Phil Arendt, he answers car questions. And I occasionally glance at it to see if there's something I need to know or I might have missed in the world of car care. I came upon this one yesterday. Question for Dr. Gizmo. Okay. I have a 2005 Buick LeSabre with 85,000 miles that I bought new. Okay. The other day, an icon resembling a gas pump appeared on the dash (laughs) next to to the E by the gas gauge. (laughs) What does this mean? Signed, GS. And my answer, had I been Dr. Gizmo, would have been, Dear GS, go bleep yourself. (laughs) Or seek medical attention. I don't think this is fair. Uh, That person votes. Yeah. There's no one. That's not real. That's that's a bit. Do you think it's a bit? Yes. It's got to be a bit. Come on, man. Read that question again. That can't be. Well, you look at some of the other questions here that Dr. Gizmo was fielding, and there's reason to believe this is real. For example, uh, I have a 2008 Honda Civic that requires premium gas. My son accidentally put regular gas in it. Now the engine sputters. What can I do? Seafoam. 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 Dr. Gizmo said, you know, one tank isn't going to kill you. Don't worry yeah, about just it. Just put your foot into it. Yeah. Floor it. Let's go. I have a, may I ask a question or are you? No, I'm not done being depressed. Right. I mean, <laughs> we're going to help you out, though. I have a 2005 Buick LeSabre with 85,000 miles. I bought new. The other day, an icon resembling a gas pump appeared on the dash next to the E by the gas gauge. What does this mean? Uh, wow. I, I can't. I can't handle that. I, I can't handle that level of stupidity. This person is out there somewhere. In, in in the civilian mass of people, this this person is somehow functioning. How could that be? You know how these things work. They didn't have enough material for the space provided. One of the editors, feeling funny, thought he was a card, threw this in there as a space filler. And that's, that's what I was going to go with, too. That's Kenny. all this is. So what publication did this appear in, Joe? St. Paul Pioneer Press. Every okay. Sunday we have a big page of Dr. Gizmo. Do you guys recall? It's syndicated though, right? right. I'm sure it is. So yeah. a couple of years ago, you guys, I think, all remember the infamous viral radio clip. And I believe it was from a radio station in northern Minnesota of a woman who called in and asked, why in God's name would they put a deer crossing sign right here in the highway? Wouldn't they want the deer to cross somewhere else? Yes. I recall that. And it went... That was a bit. That, of course, was a bit. Most radio... This just in, people. Most radio skits that you'll hear on, War of the Roses! Who's breaking up with who? All of that is staged. Those are all actors. But this is Dr. Gizmo. But this is also going to get you (laughs) to talk about this particular column. Dr. Gizmo comes out of Maricopa, Arizona. You can send your questions to him and... I'll let it go then. You're, uh, the, uh, apparently, the staff consensus is is that this, this was just filler or someone uh, on Dr. Gizmo's staff having a, having a laugh. Do you really think, hmm. though, that people are that out of tune with their automobiles? Yes. The following conversation is real. 
It took place Friday, January 21st, 2005, between an OnStar representative and Patrick Royce. OnStar, this is Joe. I'm in a car wash. Uh, cal calm down, sir. Calm down. We got issues. You say you're in the car wash? We got issues. Uh, I'm pulling up your information now. Yes, I see you're in the car wash on Glenwood and 54th. Honking. Uh, uh, sir, are you honking the horn? Uh, you have OnStar on the line, sir. We'll we'll contact the authorities. Pl what are your issues? I'm supposed to back out. You, you're trying to back out of a car wash? I got my door here. <laughs> I was trying to back out. We got issues. Uh, are you are you stuck? I'm stuck in the car wash. All right, sir. I want you to remain. Are you are you honking the horn again, sir? This is OnStar. We 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 can try to get you out. Yeah, yeah. This comes out tomorrow. Goodbye. Wait, wait. Sir. <laughs> wow. Goodbye. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's not a bit. That was not. New laws go That's into effect. Wait, car before we move on, is there anybody else you'd like to promote besides uh, Gizmo? I mean, maybe Gizmo. Two Live Crew or uh, Jason Aldean or Cardi B. Anybody else? No. You wanna, How about like, Cardi B? I don't like Cardi B. She's a bad girl. <laughs> New laws go into effect tomorrow in the state of Minnesota. The state of Minnesota, which was heralded in yesterday's Star Tribune is a state that people apparently are just flocking to because of its progressive nature. Lies. Wow. Lies. I thought I had that with me. Where is it? I don't know. I guess I had Dr. Gizmo instead. Apparently, we uh, we just are... I, I, you know what I thought about that story? Hmm. I said to myself, B is in B, S is in S. Okay. They're flocking here because of progressive nature. The House had a what? A one vote majority? The word is out. <laughs> New laws go into effect August 1st. All right. That's tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yes. But, uh, we've been through the campus. Smoke them if you got them tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to smell like weed everywhere. Uh, a new law will require all private purchases of pistols and semi-automatic military-style assault weapons to be subjected to background checks. Okay. Also taking effect is the Minnesota Rehabilitation and Reinvestment Act, which requires the Department of Corrections to develop a personalized rehabilitation plan for every inmate with at least a year left in their sentence. Hmm. I was unaware of that one. Uh, you missed the real good one with firearms. Yeah. I can't loan you a shotgun so you can go hunting. Huh. Unless I'm hunting with you. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wait a minute. I don't understand what you just read. So. Okay, you're in the Huskow and right. you've got a year left in your sentence. Apparently, it's up to the government now to come up with a lifestyle plan for you. Oh, good Lord. Okay, yeah, sure. What could go wrong there? We're also going to reimburse firefighters and emergency workers for purchasing soft body armor, strengthening laws prohibiting surreptitious observation or photographing that invades a person's privacy, and requiring landlords to disclose all non-optional fees in lease agreements included in the legislation. Okay, but one of the reasons I'm going through these new laws, which are rather boring, is because none of them have required law enforcement except cannabis, mm -hmm. which is such a cluster bleep that it's all, everything's up in the air. 
We also have a new rule to make it more difficult to sell stolen catalytic converters to scrap metal dealers. Why would this have taken so long? That I'm in favor of. That should have been day one. Right. (coughs) Excuse me. The law is sponsored by Ruth Richardson, DFL Mendota Heights, and John Marty. Boy, he's got to be about 110, doesn't he? He's been there forever. (laughs) Yes. yes. DFL Roseville prohibits the possession of a detached catalytic converter with a few narrow narrow exceptions. Well, I think that's, that's a law that's long overdue. All right. Uh, Representative Hodan Hassan, DFL Minneapolis, and Senate President Bobby Joe Champion. I keep thinking that Bobby Joe should have a song on the charts. Bobby Joe? Bobby Joe Champion. (laughs) DFL Minneapolis sponsored a law that establishes worker safety in warehouses. Okay. Okay. I thought there already was. Each warehouse worker must be provided a written description of any quotas, including details about how their work is measured and any action that might result if they fail to meet those uh, quotas. The requirements are aimed at helping employees at companies like Amazon. Mm. Unless you're union, then you just go on break. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Just go to the break. Bicyclists will be allowed to roll through stop signs as long as they do it with caution and skill. Okay. Yeah. What kind of skill do you need? They've been doing that anyway. You got to do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Hornstein, DFL Minneapolis. Scott Dibble, DFL Minneapolis, sponsored the law that also designates the Mississippi River Trail Bikeway and the Jim Oberstar Bikeway as state bicycle routes. Hmm. Okay. Well, the, you know, I've been hanging on to these new laws for about three days, four or five days. Wasn't worth it, was it? Not well, much. they're just... Well, they're there. irritating. They, Not they, when you don't know what the gas pump icon means in your car. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> you know, that's bad. Kind of down about that, you aren't know you, what Joe? Even, you know, even you would have known even that. Even I know that. Yeah. You know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel there. How does that person file their taxes? How do they function? Buy food. I don't know. How, how do they pay a bill? <laughs> how do they know where... Deer are supposed to cross. Right. Where the sign is. <laughs> You'll recall the other day, I uh, we noted that a f- about a week ago now, a little more than a week, uh, a fellow killed a woman out by uh, the airport and, and then critically injured another woman. Mm-hmm. And we learned that he had two previous armed carjackings. But we were puzzled as to why was this fellow out amongst us. His name is, uh, what the hell's his name? His name is Callan Marcus Hatchet. He's 20 years old. He now faces charges of murder and attempted murder after two women were shot that was a week ago yesterday uh, at an apartment building in South Minneapolis. He has been charged with second-degree murder, second-degree attempted murder, first-degree assault at the shooting that left 30-year-old Tanya Powell dead and her girlfriend hospitalized with serious injuries. Court records show that Hatchet was wanted on three warrants at the time of the shooting in two felony carjacking cases and a gross misdemeanor illegal gun possession case, all incidents stemming from last September. 
Uh, why was he? Why was he out amongst us? Because Minneapolis is in deep, deep law enforcement trouble. That's why. Uh, so uh, there you go. This guy should never have been out, and uh, he failed to appear in court in the carjacking cases. You don't say. In June. Imagine that. And the gun possession case in April. Warrants have been issued for his arrest. Hatchet had previously posted a fifty thousand dollar bond in one carjacking case and had been conditionally released with no bail on the other carjacking case. And that's why he was out amongst you, Minneapolis citizens, killing people. I have nothing more to say. You vote the way you vote, and you you apparently are comfortable with that. I didn't realize... Go bleep yourself. Is that new, that the zero bail thing here? Because I know we enacted it in Illinois and in what in Los Angeles, correct? We have a very uh, strong activist group. That I get, and I know that, but I didn't know the zero bail thing was was happening. I, I, you know, a judge had to had to say, "Okay, I'm letting you go with no bail." So we got great judges too. Wow, yeah, that's very concerning. Mm -hmm. I wonder how he came up with fifty grand for the other bail. Must have had a nice job. Got some homies. I just need 10%, so you only need five. That's true. That's true. The complaint states that the victim who survived the shooting told police that Seaman shot me. Where is the Seaman? Investigators researched other cases and learned that Seaman is Hatchet, Callan Hatchet. When investigators interviewed the surviving victim at HCMC, she could only communicate through written notes due to her injuries. She communicated to police that she knew the shooter because he he used to sell drugs in that apartment building where she lived. Uh, Investigators showed the victim a photograph of Hatchet, and the victim gave an emotional response that caused alarms on her medical equipment to go off, and nurses rushed to the room. In other words, yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, investigators conducted a full interview with the surviving victim who stated that she and Powell had been watching a movie, Powell was the dead woman, when Hatchet knocked on their door. Powell then went to smoke weed with Hatchet, the complaint states. The victim, who had remained in the apartment, then heard them arguing and heard gunshots. As the victim inside the apartment went to check on Powell, <coughs> She told police that Hatchet had suddenly entered apartment and shot her before fleeing the scene. Mm. In a Facebook post, Lacey, Heather Lynn on Facebook, stated that after being shot, I then had to be strong enough with a bullet hole through my lung to lock my front door and call 911 to give them my, my address and tell them about Tanya, and then I collapsed. According to the Facebook post, Lacey has toddler children who were not in the residence at the time of the shooting. No motive for the shootings. Uh, I hate to be judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Lacey has enough problems trying to recover from having been shot by the seaman. But what are you doing, uh, lady? laying around with your weed-smoking buddy if you have toddler children who, thank God, were not present. Well, is it a custody issue? Maybe they I have were no with idea. Dad? Is Seaman maybe the father? I would doubt I don't know. That. 
let's let that go. The point being the larger point that we already emphasized last week. We live in a city where we don't know how many Callan hatchets are out walking among us. Right. And uh, this, of course, was uh, written in the July 28 Alpha News, which is a news site that is really filling a niche in this town. Because you're not going to read this in the Star Tribune. Or if it's in there, I missed it. And you're not going to read it in the Pioneer Press. It doesn't fit the agenda. But the Alpha News not balanced whatsoever. It's all this. It's all right. It's all conservative. uh, What's conservative about this? Well, no, they have an agenda, and this just fits into their agenda. I'm just telling everybody that hasn't heard of it. No, I understand that, but what is conservative or liberal about Callan Hatchett being out among the public instead of in jail? Nothing whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. But it's thought to be conservative if you point it out. Well, they do on occasion write from a conservative viewpoint, but not this. I don't think this story is written from a conservative viewpoint. Uh, the Star Tribune did cover it fully. They had a large story on Thursday about it. Well, I apologize to the Star Tribune. If they were offended? If they were offended. If they were offended. What did that story say, John? Same thing. I can hang on. I've already uh, exited out, but I can get it right back. And by the way, did you find anything on the 1988 I, heat? I did. I was waving at you, but you didn't look at oh, me. Oh, I'm so. sorry. You dismissed his information. <laughs> hey, Chris, Chris is the only one that saw me. Well, Chris might have informed me. You well, mean by pointing you know, at the screen? Yes. He oh. did. He did do that, but you didn't look at him either. <laughs> Sometimes when you're on a roll, we just let you go. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Maloney's on a roll. The Star Tribune, do you want the whole story? No, it's just did they long. cover everything I just read? Uh, yeah, murder charges filed Thursday against 20-year-old Minneapolis man for late night shooting. Colin um, Marcus Hatchett, a prolific carjacker in Hennepin County, stands accused of second degree, you know, what you Okay, said. I apologize to the Star Tribune. I'm glad they covered it. Yeah, and then they have a lot of quotes from Lacey, Evan Lacey. Lacey is the injured woman. That's correct, Tanya yes. Tanya is the dead woman. Yes, then they have the com- uh, police complaint details. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything you said about the seaman shot me and all that. Uh, Lacey wrote that she allegedly he allegedly sold drugs in the apartment building. When shown a photograph of him, she gave an emotional response that caused alarms on her medical monitoring equipment to go off, and nurses rushed into the room. Another hospital interview, she said she was watching a movie with Powell, and Hatchet knocked on the door. Powell went to smoke marijuana with him, and she heard them arguing following the gunshots. When she went to check on Powell, she said Hatchet entered her apartment and shot her before fleeing. Uh, she said, I laid down in my bed to wait for her to re- uh, for her to return. Heard gunshots in front of my apartment, etc. We got it. We got it. Yeah, the same. Same stuff you said. Right, right. Uh, District Judge Paul Scoggin allowed conditional release. Was that in your story? I didn't hear if they. The, the judge, judge was not named. Caduce to the uh, Star Tribune. Uh, Paul Scoggin allowed conditional release in February for Hatchet's offense of first degree robbery. Hatchet posted $50,000 bond but violated the conditions of his release by possessing a firearm in the fatal shooting. And then talks about his carjacking uh, uh, activities also. So. Yep. Hmm. Busy guy, huh? Are you? What's your problem? I'd like you to take a break. <laughs> Again, you were looking at. Me. Yes, it is. Actually, this time you did see me. But... Well, when we come back, John, I'm going to do something <laughs> yes. here. But when we come back, I'd like your uh, 1988 
information. I can Say, pass that along. The bike sale at EcoFund ends August 12th. That's the uh, buy one, get one 50% off the e-bike sale. This is e-bike central. EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. I'm looking at pictures of them. I love these these uh, rough and ready ones that you might take out in oh, a, yeah. on a camping trip yep. with the big tires and what have Fun. you. I've seen so many e-bikes the past few days. I'm sure they've all been purchased at EcoFund because that's the best place to do it. You get to test it in their big parking lot, and you get the right fit and equipment and everything else. So you buy a... Uh, you buy a Scoot Star. Oh, well, here, I'll give it to you right here. Buy any Bintelli Scoot Star or Yamaha electric bike at regular price and get a second electric bike of equal or lesser value at 50% off. Good deal. Go there and get two bikes. Nice. This is amazing. Bintelli, Yamaha, and Scoot Star. Also, when you're there, check out the Vanderhall Roasters, the youth recreational equipment, the scooters. I've seen more scooters this summer than ever before. Mm -hmm. The scooters that turn gas errands into adventures. Uh, great service. Helmets, apparel, great people at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35 on 97. And down in Burnsville, uh, right on the service road of life near County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality. Serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more. Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I think I have a new hobby. It's kind of a weird one, but hear me out. Bugs Be Gone is so awesome that I'm now letting them build up on my windshield on purpose. So I just <laughs> until I can barely see out. Throwing bugs on your windshield. You know, Kenny, I used to know a guy when I was younger that he, he liked uh, model airplane glue and he would put it in his hair uh -huh. just so he could pick it out. What? Yeah. <laughs> He loved okay. the model airplane glue, and he put it in his hair, and then it, he'd pick it out. That's what Kenny reminds me of, letting I, his bugs accumulate. I think mine is more uh, sane. Uh, I, I, I do, too, but not much. So. Not by much. The thing is, it, bug, the bugs be gone. They say it melts the sticky bond of the bugs to the windshield, but I, that's not correct. They melt the bugs. You spray it on. You spray it on the windshield, so you're at the it gas station. somewhat dystopian. Uh, and <laughs> it's got a long reach spray, so you don't have to walk all the way around the vehicle. You, you know, the kid that put the glue in his squirt, hair could have used squirt, this to squirt, get the glue squirt, out. Squirt. Yeah. And as soon as, as soon as you cover the windshield with Bugs Be Gone, 
They all start sliding down the windshield. This has become a hobby. It's really cool, actually. A little too much time. And then by the time you get the pump hooked up and it's going and you answer all the questions and all that, you go over there with that squeegee uh, deal, jigger thing, and you just wash them off. It's so easy. It's become my new favorite thing. I I love when the windshield gets covered with bugs be gone. It's, you know what it's done? It's tur- turned an irritating side effect of summer into a delightful, leisurely pursuit. So you set up a lawn chair and sit there and watch it melt down the windshield? <laughs> I actually called a buddy over and I said, watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, I'm, I'm using things like melting and running down. It's safe for all finishes. It's non-toxic. It's not going to hurt your paint. It's a water-based formula. It leaves no film, no haze when it drives. A- and you can use it on all of your toys, vehicles, campers, bikes, boat services, golf carts. Just spray it on anything organic, wait a few minutes, and watch, watch them melt away. Just it's 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 wonderful. Bugs be gone. Another wonderful product from Seafoam. John, what'd you find out? We had three days in a row at this time of year in 1988, 35 mm-hmm. years ago, when uh, we had uh, the hot weather. Are they uh, are they crying hysteria? Uh, not hysteria. It is well noted though, uh, and apparently this year was also, according to both stories I've read here. On I went to two separate days, August first and August second. Yeah, uh, we were in the midst of the worst drought since the mid nineteen thirties. So oh, we have that, that now that was, again too. Yeah, that was kind of the gist of the story. The first day, August first, they had a large picture which does not show up here. Uh, so I don't know what it is. It just says a, a guy is finding an oasis outside of Orchestra Hall. Sure, he found some shade, yeah. Yeah, and uh, then the picture just says, uh, tell, or the story, I'm sorry, tells about uh, 105 degrees the day before, a hottest temp since the 1930s, we're in a drought, gives all the high temps of all the cities surrounding, and uh, forecast for the National Weather Service just says it's been building all year, but doesn't mention, obviously, climate change or anything like that. No hysteria uh, or calamity. Uh, no, yeah. no, no hysteria. No earth uh, is boiling. Was the boiling in there? Uh, no boiling. Boiling. Uh, yeah. On August 2nd, then we go to uh, page one, and it has, uh, we done yet? Temperature tops 100 again. Mm-hmm. So, so it was had a clever headline there mm-hmm. that went with the story. And same thing, uh, just, uh, you know, how hot it's been, that we have a drought. Uh, same everywhere else in the region, Rochester, everybody breaking records. Uh, and they're expecting some rain, so expect a little cool down to move in in the next uh, few days. As often happens, though, when I do this, and I love this, I I find stories that uh, have nothing to do with what we're looking for. Uh, In 1988, I never would have guessed this, uh, when we're talking about mentally disabled, we still use the R word in news stories. Retarded? That's correct. Really yes. damn. It's, wow. it's, in a, it's in a minor headline, right. actually, of a story about that. Uh, there's also a story about having problems finding place places to put all the juvenile criminals, which, well, we you know. Still we still have we that problem, have. don't we? And then when you go to August 2nd, down at the bottom of the front page, Donald Trump buys into Pillsbury. So Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Kenny's guy, Joe, Tony Heller, who I've become obsessed with on Twitter, so thank you again, Kenny. He had a tweet over the weekend. That has all of the headlines from all the various publications. Right. And the crux of it says, every place on earth is warming faster than everywhere else. Right. Hashtag climate scam. Right. I uh, I decided I didn't like or trust him and I unfollowed him. What? Already? Yeah. <laughs> you guys broke up that quick? Wow. Yeah. It, it, I think it lasted 24 hours. <laughs> well, well, Bert, uh, uh, emailer Bert has a, has a wonderful point. 
if it's if it's global boiling now, what will uh, succeed boiling? Mm. Evaporating. Well, he suggests. Well, you're close. He he. Yeah, vaporization. I mean, what what's worse than boiling? Well, that would be the natural process. Because that's what this fraud at the UN is going to have to come up with. Exploding. Instant death. uh, Vaporization. No, what did uh, all the Spinal Tap uh, drummers die from? Uh, It was instant. What what was it? Um, uh, Immolation. When you uh, self uh, spontaneous combustion. Spontaneous combustion. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's wondering what this will do to our lake names. Bubbling pus, hot sputum. Oh, man. It didn't <laughs> Ooh, lake yeah. Winnebagosh, dang, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> dang, it's hot. <laughs> we have something for you on, on the climate. You'll recall our friend Ian Primer, who we were introduced to last week, an Australian doctor of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh he uh, was on Sky News, which is a British... What is that? You think that's the British CNN? Sure. I don't know. He was on Sky News with one of the gals interviewing him about what he thinks of uh, these uh, claims that were boiling and, and disappearing and what have you. And thank you for joining me. Are you shaking and crying over these doomsday announcements? Well, what I'm scared of is the mainstream media uncritically accepting this codswallop. <laughs> what I'm scared of is these people get given a microphone and talk about total lies. Hurricanes are not increasing. We have data. Sea level is not increasing. It's some places it's decreasing, other places it's increasing. We're not having an increase in bushfires. We're not having an increase in climate deaths. We have a very large data bank showing us the exact opposite. So what these people are doing is sprouting exactly the opposite to what the data tells us. They're doing it with much more noise. They're getting the very friendly media like The Guardian, like the mainstream media, saying, oh, we're all doomed. But every single prediction they've ever made has been wrong. Now, they've been doing this for 30 years. Mm. This latest missive was just over 30 pages long. All the science comes much later, so they give us all the scary stuff, but they don't give us their data. Mm. And they still haven't, after 30 years, they still haven't shown us that human emissions drive global warming. What I don't understand is if their predictions aren't accurate or if they're wildly inaccurate, why that doesn't dent their credibility? Why the... Um, you would hope at times with this sceptical media say, well, five years ago you said this and this and none of that happened and you said this and this and actually the opposite happened. Why do we have this situation where it's the boy who cried wolf and every single time crying wolf works? It's a great scare story. We're all going to die. We're all doomed. And it's great for the mainstream media to frighten people. Front page on the newspaper, lead article on a television program. And people fall for the propaganda. There's been a relentless campaign of propaganda for 30 years and the basics haven't been shown. If you cannot show that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming, then all the arguments about coal, about gas, about hydrocarbons are not demonstrated. They're wrong. 
Let's put it this way. Check it on out. If you're driving your Buick LeSabre. With the gas light. And on. an icon comes on that shows a <laughs> gas pump. <laughs> and you don't know what that means. You are going to be susceptible to all the global BS, okay. all the climate BS. And think how many out there are susceptible yeah. to it. Walking around in their pajamas. Now we have a physicist na named Dr. John Clauser who holds multiple degrees from the California Institute of Technology and Columbia University. He has won the Nobel Prize in Physics okay. in 2022. All right. He's not a podcast host. No, this sounds like this person knows what they're doing. He's not the mayor of a fake town. Right. As a scientific expert, Clauser does not believe there is a man-made global warming crisis. This doesn't sit well with climate activists. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there is a climate crisis, Clauser said. The world we live in today is filled with misinformation. It's up to each of you to serve as judges, distinguishing truth from falsehood based on accurate observations of phenomena. In my opinion, there is no real climate crisis, Dr. Clauser said. There is, however, a very real problem with providing a decent standard of living to the world's large population and an associated energy crisis. The latter is being unnecessarily exacerbated by what, in my opinion, is incorrect climate science. Hmm. Those who deny global warming often face extreme ridicule and are subject to censorship and cancellation. In 2022, a peer-reviewed study from climate experts was published showing several unsubstantiated claims about apocalyptic climate change appearing in the mainstream media. After speaking out against this manufactured crisis, Dr. Clauser was denied his previously approved speaking engagement at the International Monetary Fund. Hmm. After speaking out against it, I said that. In a statement, the CO2 Coalition said Nobel laureate in physics, Dr. John Clauser, was to present a seminar on climate change to the IMF on Thursday, and now his talk has been summarily canceled. Interesting. According to an email he received last evening, the director of the Independent Evaluation Office of the International Monetary Fund, Pablo Moreno, had read the flyer for John's 25, July 25 Zoom talk and summarily and immediately canceled the talk. It is widely believed Dr. Clauser's speech was canceled as a result of his dissenting view on man-made climate change. Dr. Clauser isn't the only high-profile scientist who disagrees with global warming. Meteorologist John Coleman the founder of the Weather Channel agrees that there is no significant man-made global warming. Appearing on CNN, Coleman said climate change is not happening. There's no significant man-made global warming. There hasn't been any in the past, and there is no reason to expect any in the future. When the then-CNN host Brian Stelter called Coleman a climate change denier, Coleman responded, I resent you calling me a denier. That is a word meant to put me down. I'm a skeptic. Climate change is not happening. There's no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney, he continued. Hello, everybody. There is no global warming, he said to the CNN viewers. The... 
post-Nobel Prize-winning scientist gets canceled for what he just said about climate change appeared first in American Insider. Here is the uh, a little more on Clausen. Nobel Prize winner, holds multiple degrees. Uh, I don't believe there's a climate crisis, he said. I believe we live in a world filled with misinformation. It's up to each of us to distinguish truth from falsehood, which is what we struggle with here on a daily basis, no matter what we're talking about. I'm glad you said that, because you could take climate change out of the discussion and put in anything Anything. else. And you will get the same results. Cancellation, uh, getting shouted down, getting mocked, getting made fun of. That's how um, the, and I'll just say the left deals with opposing viewpoints. Mm -hmm. They will not allow opposing viewpoints into the discussion. Well, that's why we're at the seat of Gumption County, because we ain't buying their BS. I, uh, I, but uh, it's, it's just so irritating, Joe. It's, Everything across the board. We're not allowed to talk about it anymore. The cancellation part uh, puzzles me. Uh, There's got to be a better term than getting canceled. No one is canceled, Dr. Klaus. Yeah, no, they did, Joe. They canceled. And we see this again and again. They cancel uh, upcoming speeches, they cancel discussions, they cancel his credit card, they cancel his financing. Y- you name it, they'll cancel it. Cancel is the perfect word for it. Uh, uh, and the only people that complain about, oh, cancel culture, is the left, the people doing the canceling. I, I guess what I meant is there's no one august body that cancels someone. I guess you just nailed it. You're right, though. You just You're... get nibbled to death. Yep. Nope. You just get nibbled to death by a university that suddenly uh, reneges on its speaking invitation. Or you get censored on social media. Or or the New York Times refuses to print your guest editorial. Or they pull it. Right. After they promised you, uh, or after they've even written the check, which they then require you to return, I would imagine. I don't know. Or what was the case I read last week? Uh, A writer um, for one of the Seattle newspapers. What the hell? Um, Oh, it talked about the Lenin statue. Yeah. And uh, made some comparisons. And the paper turned around and fired him. Well, you know, whether we wanted to or not, we've now stumbled onto something very important. Very important. If, If the left will not tolerate dissent... And will not tolerate any uh, variation on the way they view the world. Then what the hell do they want? And I think we've been pretty much on board suggesting that what they want is the mystery brought about. They don't want Western civilization. They don't want it. And they don't offer an alternative. I think, to me, my perspective, and I hope I'm wrong, is they want the collapse of society for some reason. To start start over, you mean, Kenny? I don't... Well, the mystery is the United States we don't know. That's the mystery. The mystery is a country 
brought about that without its traditions and conventions and history, and it's a completely different place. And it might be as simple as, yeah, starting over, because they don't like the founders. They were evil white guys. They think they were flawed. They don't like capitalism because they think that's unfair. They don't like competition. You know, I can hang a Dodge emblem on my GMC. It's still a GMC. Right. You know, they can do whatever the hell they want. That's right. Our history is still our history. Uh, My new garage door guy is not a guy. It's the family-owned business precision garage door of the Twin Cities. They take care of everything, the rollers, the springs, the openers, the uh, pairing it to your phone. What are you smirking about? All that. I'm just so <laughs> happy thing. for you that you found the family. Thing. What's the family. All, all the S. They take yep. care of all the S. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> all that S they take care of. Yep. They do it correctly. They're available on weekends. They're available 24-7. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. And uh, tell them you appreciate a Garage Logic business, a Garage Logic family-owned business. And uh, you want to uh, improve your curb appeal, you might want to be attempting to sell. Mm-hmm. They provide garage doors, any type you want. They got it all handled. They fix garage doors correctly. They do it the first time. Uh, you're busy. They're busy. They'll take care of it. It's precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Get help at precisiondoormn.com. Not a Garage Logic town council member? Here's what you're missing. Just keep shoveling them in. Joe eats fast. I've noticed Uh-oh. that. Okay, they're hasty. Are you spitting the <laughs> seeds into your lunchbox? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Throw them on the floor? <laughs> You are a hayseed. <laughs> You're the hayseed. Kenny, yeah, Kenny. Hayseed. He's the city at hayseed. He is. What, city you want me to hayseed. spit the seeds on the floor? He's like Jethro You're Clampus. Real- <laughs> hey, go out to the concrete pond. Do it again. I want to, I want the sound effect. I got your mic up. Come on. Give us a good spit. God, that's crass. Jesus. Oh, my God. What a Neanderthal. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Email. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I'm checking my calendar. I think today might be the last day that we can save big, big money on a Liberty Safe, the Franklin sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Here's the options, some of the price. Well, I don't have any prices here, but these are great options. Uh, it's all Franklin series, the Franklin 23, the 40, and the 50, all of them on sale. They all come in gray marble, and they all include the e-lock and the accessories kit. The accessories kit is a 12-inch dehumidifier and a clear view light kit. That's usually about a grand, so that's a good deal. And the prices on these are amazing. These Franklin's great safes. Or there's a whole different deal that Rich has been running all of July. The 20% off for GLers only sale. This is where you step up to Rich. He's the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Declare your status as a GLer 
And he says, boom, 20% off any in-stock safe in the house. But be sure to declare your status when you meet Rich. When we talk about Liberty Safes, you know this. We're talking about the best, the very best. Best fire protection, best value, transferable lifetime warranties, professional delivery setup. That's all available from Rich. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. They're open Monday to Friday, 8 to 5, and, of course, 24 hours a day at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, some new information on the Star Tribune's come up with some on a shooting that happened on I-94 North Minneapolis overnight. Authorities have not released the name of a motorist who was shot and killed by the Minnesota State Patrol, but a family member told the Star Tribune the man is Ricky Cobb II of Spring Lake Park, 33 years old. A few, detail, a few details have been released about what led to the fatal shooting on westbound I-94 near 42nd Avenue North. Bureau of Criminal Apprehension sent personnel to the scene to investigate investigate a use of force incident. The agency did not specifically say a shooting had happened. The state patrol says it plans to release a more detailed statement early uh, in the afternoon today. Events captured on Minnesota Department of Transportation traffic management cameras unfolded about 2.15 in the morning on the right shoulder of the freeway, about two miles north of downtown Minneapolis. Uh, the video is dark, but it appeared troopers were conducting a traffic stop near the Dowling Avenue exit. At one point, the vehicle of the patrol had stopped durable away from the scene and at least two troopers were seen running back to their squads and can now more information expected on that during a press conference later on today they were searching the area of the on-ramp from dowling to westbound 94 and the uh, final incident happened underneath the railroad bridge um which is right by 42nd in the camden mm -hmm. area did you catch his name Tell us his yeah, name Ricky again. Uh, Ricky Cobb the Why second. Why does that sound familiar? Super seventy sports. That's it's his run name? by it's run by a guy named Ricky Cobb. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't think this was him. I don't think so. No. Oh. This guy's from Spring Lake Park. So, uh, Fridley police say an officer is recovering after being stabbed in his lower leg while trying to arrest a woman Sunday morning. According to police, officers called to the 100 block of 83rd Avenue Northeast for a report of a dispute between neighbors. When officers got there, they found evidence of harassment and disorderly conduct, then contacted the suspect, identified as a 63-year-old woman. They say the officers tried to arrest her, but... She resisted, then allegedly stabbed the officer in the leg with an object. Police didn't specify what the object was, but said it caused a puncture wound on the officer. The officer will make a full recovery. Woman is being held on charges of second-degree assault, fourth-degree assault, and disorderly conduct at the Anoka County Jail. Formal charges could be filed Monday afternoon. Twin Cities man described by prosecutors as an anti-government militia sympathizer with a desire to kill black activists and liberals has been sentenced to nearly six and a half years in prison. 50-year-old Darian Huynh of Anoka received a sentence in U.S. District Court in St. Paul after pleading guilty to possession with intent to distribute methamphetamine and illegal possession of a machine gun. The plea deal that he signed included him admitting he had discussed an interest in a revolution or coup d'etat. Ahead of sentencing, the prosecutor argued in a filing for him to get a nine-year prison sentence. But Wen's defense countered in the submission to the court for a five-year prison sentence. Attorney Andrew Earlbeck pointed to his client's lack of a felony record along with struggles with a psychological disorder there and drug go. addiction. Yeah. 
A portion of what? Uh, no, it's uh, the accident. A driver who slowed for a crash ahead hit from behind and killed in a chain reaction wreck in Plymouth. Oh. A deadly. Yeah, this happened Sunday, shortly before 5:15 on Highway 169. According to the patrol, uh, traffic was slow, uh, slowing down on southbound Highway 169 because of an earlier crash ahead when a Ford utility vehicle hit a car from behind. That car then pushed into the back of an SUV. The motorist who died was a 40-year-old woman from Plymouth who has not yet been identified. Yes, sir, in the back. It could be just me. Uh, maybe I brought this up the other day. If I did, I don't recall. I think I was telling you off here. What? I had a 15-minute period last week driving from point A to point B where I where I saw every every driver I saw was doing something wrong. And I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taking a right turn and then deciding to change their mind and then without regard to the people yep. behind them coming back to go straight mm-hmm. or pulling out of a parking spot without even looking if there's cars coming down the street. Yep. Within 24 hours, I've seen two blown stop signs. I mean, right through them. Jeez. Uh, uh, What's your point? When they're, What does that icon mean? Where there's a the fuel tank comes on next to the E. Exactly. Uh, I've never yeah. seen that before. I don't exactly. Know. Yeah. Well, when you watch the video of the story, John, just this, this is it's got to be a case of this guy was not paying attention, right? I mean, they, you don't even see brake lights on the box truck. There, uh, yesterday, well, I I was in North Dakota for a family reunion. Drove back, and there's a spot right past St. Cloud where everything goes into one lane for a while. There's some construction there. Yeah. Signs for 10 miles telling mm-hmm. you what's going to happen. As we approach it, we all slow down. I look in my rearview mirror. Uh, there's a, Greep, a Jeep Grand Cherokee behind me suddenly swerving, you know, and, and rear end going all over because you can tell he paid no attention, didn't see the cars slowing down, and slammed on his brakes. Uh, there's absolutely no – how can you miss – 10 well, miles of signs. What Joe one. said and what you said is the is the bad combination we have. We've got too many people behind the wheel that shouldn't be because, you know, we're just handing out licenses for all. But secondly, those people are also not paying attention. I did. The nice part about this was uh, there were two semis, and I was ahead of both of them, and they both slowed down in the two lanes approaching where it went into one lane. They both slowed down to about 20 miles an hour. Cars had no shot at doing anything oh, except so following them. They blocked the zipper merge. They they didn't block the zipper merge. They blocked everybody from driving up to it at 70 miles an hour. Yeah, they blocked they, the zipper merge. When they Secondary up, crashes are one of the biggest problems we have. There, There's a crash up ahead. And like you j- just said, you know, people not paying attention auger into so not only do you have to watch your mirror more closely than what's in front of you you have to give yourself a huge following distance in front of you Mm -hmm. so when Mm -hmm. that guy's coming at you you've got some space to move up to give this idiot room to fishtail into the you know retaining it could come down to this you might have to pay high property taxes to avoid bad driving i don't follow you you'd have you, you you have to pay high property taxes to avoid freeways. I still don't get you. Yeah, I'm not. I got it. You live in the heart of the city. You pay too much, but you're not commuting on freeways. Oh, I see. I get it. Gotcha. Okay. I got it. Got it. Uh, on that note, why don't we uh, take a little I, break I here? And I still a bat do. and a ball. 
You yeah, never want for dollar ten. Way to stand up for American cents. values. Nine cents. Let's uh, let's send it over to so a somewhat confused. If I don't drive as far as I do, <laughs> no. Here's a simple way to say it. Put her there. I'm going to encounter fewer problems during my commute than you are. Hello. So you have to pay for that, right? And I, I'm being somewhat facetious about what that costs. Mm. Never Chris, mind. I got you. Chris, uh, take it away, will you? Well, I think on that you better note, go have a cigarette. On that note, how about you put your money really? into a bank? Yeah, I will. Can, trust. can I? No, <laughs> you. you cannot. Sit down. You're oh. doing good. Uh, North American Banking Company. That's who I'm here on behalf for. And thanks to them once again for sponsoring 30 years of Garage Logic. They have six locations to take care of you, your family, your business, whatever your needs might be. Roseville is my location, but 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove can also serve you the same way. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the service of a community bank. And North American Banking Company is locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. And this helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. Their team of experienced bankers are ready to help owners navigate all of the challenges and obstacles that come with owning a business. When they first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, please turn to the experts at North American Banking Company. And go online today, nabankco.com. That's their website, nabankco.com. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, is an equal housing lender. From high atop the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, we're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Otto Schmidt, 84, former U professor, noted inventor, dies. All right. There's not a word of this I'm going to make up. All right. And then let's see if you can laugh at me. All right? <laughs> Mister, I think everything's right. funny. Everything's not funny right now. Otto Schmidt had so many good ideas, he couldn't even give them away. He had to trick people into stealing them. Hmm. He had just tons of ideas and inventions and useful thoughts, said Don Craighead, a friend and trustee of Schmidt's. Schmidt, a professor emeritus of physics and electrical engineering at the University of Minnesota, died Tuesday at the age of 84. See, if you have a lot of ideas, you live a long time because <laughs> you're always busy thinking of you're stuff. Thinking, you're thinking. You're using brushes, your mind, using your body. <laughs> he was an inventor with more than 60 patents and was famous for letting people steal his ideas. <laughs> if he gave someone an idea and they didn't think much of it because he wasn't charging them anything. See, he'd, he'd, he'd give people an idea, they wouldn't take it because they figured, well, he's giving it away. How good yeah, could it how be? How good could it be? It's failed. If he set it on the table where they could read it and steal it, they would run off and turn it into something productive. That's probably what's happening to my <laughs> ideas. His most famous invention is the Schmidt trigger. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Developed in 1938 and used in millions of electronic devices, including computers. Schmidt learned a lot 
from frogs. You know, you've talked about frogs, the three-legged frogs. Well, I'm the... finding the similarities oh, here on Canny. Ideas, giving them away, and frogs so far. Okay. This guy's me. This is you. This is Eight, Otto Suchere, 84, on a bet. Today, show me where to sign the paper. <clears throat> he learned a lot from frogs. Okay. By watching frogs, and I've done that. <laughs> Does not surprise. Oh, I have. Does not surprise oh, me. Oh, I have studied frogs. <laughs> By watching frogs, he designed electronic circuits that make most of our modern-day electronics possible, said a friend, Bill DeLatre. How does a frog know that it's going to land on a particular lily pad? I've often wondered that. This guy was way ahead of me. Here, I'll tell you how. Schmidt deduced that the frog keeps observing its position and sending feedback to its muscles until it has the perfect trajectory. He used this information to develop electronic feedback circuits that are self-adjusting. Oh, wow, man, don't you wish we would have known this guy? Yeah, I do. I mean, that is... What a neat guy he would have been for GL. Right, oh, yeah. He didn't take the frog apart to find this out, DeLatre said. He thought from the outside in instead of the inside out. Sat there like this. <laughs> and he said, how in the hell does that frog land on that lily pad? And it turned out that he invented this deal. During World War II, Schmidt invented a device that pinpointed the presence of enemy submarines by detecting changes in magnetic fields. He also found a way to distract German radar operators by transmitting jokes slightly off-channel. Where does your mama put your chocolate? Did you ever hear the one about the farmer and the farmer's daughter? You keep talking German, see, and I'll do auto. Mischen meinen Mutten, ich dann flabbenflugen. The farmer's daughter came to the door wearing a flannel shirt. What do you think the salesman said? What is this? I hear. Meiner Mutten war der Gegenstinken. Meine Mutter managed the tanksteller. There was a man from Nantucket. And he mischgaut. Ich muss mich mal. Ich mach eins, zwei, drei. Yeah. We get them. Yeah, but he was, their auto was, you know, hunkered down. And he Guy goes into a bar with his dog and he bets the bartender, if my dog talks, will you give me a free beer? And dog says, roof, roof, ruff, ruff. Then I asked the dog, who was named the greatest baseball player that ever lived? And uh, he had a 56-game hitting streak, and he's married to Marilyn Monroe. Roof? Roof? No! No! Then they go outside, and the dog looks up and says, was it DiMaggio? And that's how we won World War II. Because he had that. Because of this guy. What do I hear in the background. That I do not a, know. Oh, that's Otto again. Yeah, oh, Otto. He's funny, man. Mm-hmm. More Austrian. When the operators listened to the jokes, they couldn't keep track of their radar signals, DeLatre said. It fooled some of them for months. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to buy a German car now that I think about it. <laughs> that they're like something they're that do. easily put off oh, their game man. with Otto I'm... over there doing Henny Youngman? Come on. I would have been a German general, I oh, think. Oh, you would have gone right to the top. Oh, I would have right to the top. From 1958 to 1961, he was chairman of the Bio-Astronautics Council, which studied how to support human life in space. Now, you ready? No, hang up on that. i got to talk to you about this. The Blur knew Otto Schmidt. Is that the Blur? Yeah, he knew him. Hey, Blur. Yes. You knew this guy? I met him a couple of times. 
Was he blur like? Uh, he was. He was uh, fairly old at the time. Uh, he had been hanging out at the University of Minnesota in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the physics area. In a yeah, letting people steal stuff. <laughs> you ever get anything from him? Uh, no. Come on, but, uh, you would have if you could have, huh? I uh, I sold him some stuff when I was working at a uh, popular uh, electronics boutique. Oh yeah, yeah Circuit and, City. Uh, for the longest time, I kept the the store copy of the sales slip, and uh, uh, Mrs. Blur finally threw it away. Oh, give her the oh, give yeah. her the give her the. I, I gave her the look. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Blur. So yeah. All right. Bye. See, Blur even knew him. Well, listen to this. Schmidt carried three watches. <laughs> Oh, that's funny to you, you huh? Know, <laughs> oh, that's funny to you that a guy that thinks like this would need three watches. Well, you know, I can imagine myself carrying three watches. He wore a watch on both arms, one being digital, one analog. That's with hands for you in the media elite. Oh, where was the third one? He'd have a pocket watch. <laughs> if, <laughs> if the two, that's what I mean. If the two watches on his arms didn't agree, he'd consult the one in his pocket. And we've all done that. <laughs> Schmidt won numerous awards and was a member of the Minnesota Inventors Hall of Fame. He held a triple doctorate. A triple doctorate. Triple? How do you get a triple? Physics, math, and zoology. Oh, my goodness. Holy mackerel. Do you think he can test out, or does he have to go through all the stuff? Man. Schmidt is survived by nieces and nephews. The funeral will be at 3 p.m. Saturday. You know, it would be worth going to this tomorrow just to see who'd show up at it. I'm not kidding. Who'd eulogize him? Well, I mean, can you imagine? It'd be guys with hair like the Three Stooges and wearing lab coats. (laughs) Albert Einstein (laughs) lookalikes. Yeah. Everybody wearing about five watches. Slide rules up the yin yang. Well, you can probably go there at pocket pen protectors. Piling in because their watches are off. The funeral will be at 3 p.m. Saturday at the Virginia Street Church, 328 Selby. I'm trying to picture that. I can. I know where it is. Yeah. Visitation will begin at 2 o'clock at the church. Burial will be in St. Louis. He must be from Missouri, huh? He's a Missourian. Well, I, I don't Missourian. know that. I don't know that he's a Missourian. I'm just saying that the burial will be in St. Louis. He's survived by nieces and nephews. Does that presume a marriage? Does that mean he... There's no mention of a wife or his own children. I think they probably, probably was solo. He was the nutty professor. He, never, he was always out making flubber, <laughs> and he never got to the church in time. <laughs> What a nifty-sounding yeah, guy. Yeah, that's too bad we, uh... And see, if anybody else knows someone like that, send us some material oh, on this is so the we kind can of guy, this talk is, to them while they're alive. This is a GL guy. Yeah. 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujure. Sun came up today. That means DK Mags tossed open the doors at 10 a.m. Uh, at the store, Old 8, New Brighton. They'll keep doing that until the world spontaneously combusts. They also have Monticello Pawn and Gun under their umbrella. They're at Highway 25, south of 94 in Monticello. Oh, and a wonderful website. DKMags.com. You'll find the staff at both locations. Honest, down-to-earth GLers. They'll treat you right. And that's if it's your very first firearms purchase 
or you do it frequently, they treat you the same. You can buy in-store or through the online catalog at dkmags.com. If you need a little work done to that firearms, that firearms, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all of them, uh, they can do that in-house. They have in-house gunsmithing, or you can send them out for more intricate jobs. DK Mags will also buy your unwanted guns, and they can provide you with short-term or long-term firearms storage very secure give them a shot try them out dk mags in new brighton and monticello pond and gun a couple of wonderful shops run by glers for us glers didn't that phony who runs the un Guterres? didn't he didn't he uh use all his ammunition with the word boiling because i keep thinking about that because what, well, what's next there is no next except vaporization mm-hmm. yeah he threw all of his eggs into one carton. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And the and the earth <laughs> and he didn't was check uneven. And he didn't check him either to see right. if they were broken. Right. The earth died screaming. Right. The earth is screaming at us. Boiling. In other news, Ukrainian oh. President Vladimir Zelensky warned on Sunday that war was coming to Russia after three Ukrainian drones were downed over Moscow. <sighs> Zelensky said gradually the war is returning to the territory of Russia to its symbolic centers and military bases, and this is inevitable, natural, and absolutely fair. Zelensky spoke after three Ukrainian drones were downed over Moscow early on Sunday, according to the Russian Defense Ministry. The attack damaged two office towers briefly shut in international airport. A threat kind of, uh, I don't know, just out of the blue for North Korea. North Korea's foreign ministry this week vowed that the country would annihilate the United States, adding that the U.S. would be terminated in this century. Okay. The statement said should the U.S. Due to the climate or just? No, no, no. They're going to annihilate us. It said should the U.S. uh, The statement said should the U.S. choose to offend our republic, we will annihilate them by using all our military power that we have gathered so far. All of this came on the 70th anniversary of the Korean War armistice. The conflict-ending truce was reached between North Korea, China, which had supported North Korea, and the U.S., which had supported South Korea in the war. South Korea did not agree to the armistice, so they just That little psycho POS has killed more fish Uh, than anybody in the world. Basically, that's what he does. Mm -hmm. He gets up in the morning and he kills fish. By shooting another rocket into the ocean, they can't get anywhere. Well, he he kills his own countrymen. He's he's mm-hmm. the great Satan. Yeah. It's surprising that there has not been an insurrection. They're too weak. They yeah. don't have food. They don't have arms. They got nothing. All the, they're dying. They don't have of, arms. They're dying, dying of starvation, and he's about eight hundred pounds now. Right. Yeah. yeah. What uh, is he still a good golfer? Well, he does shoot one. He can shoot one for 18 holes. Mm. That's amazing. That's really impressive. No, he had 18, 18 holes 18, in one. 18. Yeah. Shot, yeah, 18. shot 18. Oh, that, shot was 18. His, was that, that was his dad. Oh, I, I thought this that, was him. That shot 18. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, things appear to be going from bad to worse for the Ron DeSantis presidential campaign, at least according to a brand new New York Times Siena poll, shows that former President Trump extended his lead in the latest poll to 27 points over the Florida governor. If the race were head to head right now, the poll says Trump would best DeSantis by a two to one margin. Other top candidates listed include former Vice President Mike Pence at 3%, Senator Tim Scott at 3%, former Governor Nikki Haley at 3%, Vivek Ramaswamy, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie each came in at 2%.
Meanwhile, black Republicans now criticizing that line about slavery and Florida's history standards, including presidential candidate Tim Scott, who said there's no silver lining in slavery. Slavery was really about separating families, about mutilating humans and even raping wives. It was devastating. Former congressman and presidential candidate Will Hurd also said the line should be replaced, as did Republican reps John James from Michigan and Republican rep Brian Donalds of, uh, I'm sorry, Byron Donalds of Florida. The line in the standards that they're referring to requires teachers to instruct middle school students that slaves developed skills that could, quote, be applied for their personal benefit. The governor, DeSantis, said disagreeing with the statement is, in his words, a leftist talking point. The population is not bright enough to understand that that was a reference to resiliency. The danger is here is politicians writing history. Mm-hmm. That's the, that, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Putting a little twist on mm-hmm. uh, uh, Politic. Yeah. We went through this. The, the, yeah. They had uh, big yeah. shot doctors, uh, PhD types from the failed academy, but still PhD types who were black, who wrote that line. Right. DeSantis didn't write the line. And, and it's not untrue. But now mm-hmm. we have politicians deciding what history should be. Right, because the populace is not smart enough to discern what that actually meant. And they're the dumbest of the population. In entertainment news, second strong weekend for both Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbie was again the weekend leader, taking in 93 million globally from Friday to Sunday. That was a drop from the opening weekend, but so what? They had the second biggest second weekend in history. Who stars Overall, in that thing? In Who stars Barbie? in it, John? Gosling? Margot Robbie? Robbie. Robbie? Mm -hmm. Who's who's Ken? Ryan Gosling. I hope they were smart enough to get points. Yeah. (laughs) I will say Uh, this about the movie. Oh, my God. You should see it twice because the second time you see it, much will be explained. (laughs) How many times have you seen it? Twice. (laughs) Overall, Barbie, uh, Rook has contributed. John, hold on a second. Yeah, sure. Uh Uh-huh. I had a very You're lying, aren't you? No, he's not. And I know why he's not lying. Why twice? The though? second John mentioned box office, I saw Rook do this. Huh? As in <laughs> as in I am preparing to give some vital information to my men on GL. See it twice. It explains a lot. And you won't miss anything. Much like Ken, you're smooth down there, aren't you? <laughs> Jeez. Yikes. Yeah. You know me so well, Kenny. You what, know me what, so well. what night did you? Oh, would you please explain? Can I? Can I read you guys a text? Oh my God! Oh, uh, what time sure. is it? Oh. I don't care what time it is. We have time. Uh, yes, sir. Let's see. So I get this. This was Saturday at four thirty. Yep. I got a text. AM or PM? PM. PM. Got it. I got a text from Rook. What's the name of that guy that likes owls on the show? And I texted back, huh? And he texts back, the guy that likes owls. And I went, WTF are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what's wrong with you? And he writes, you don't remember the name of the guy that likes owls? And I wrote, I like owls. <laughs> I know, but that guy's name. And then I texted back, are you all right? <laughs> yes, we are sitting in the backyard talking about the guy. Can Your you backyard, I wrote? Yes. You mean the State Fair Raptor guy I wrote? No, that's John. Then I wrote, you're frightening me. And he texts back, owl guy. And I just made up a name, Dwayne, a guy who owns owls. No, you dumb blank. You were supposed to say who. Then I would know you were the owl guy. To save you 15% or more on car insurance. 
Yep, everybody uh, knows that. Well, did you know that some owls aren't that wise? Yes. Don't forget I'm having brunch with Megan tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Who? Megan, my coworker. Who? Seriously, you've met her like three times. <laughs> Who? Were your neighbors? On I was the on a roll. I was doing that to everybody. Matthew, but it wasn't. It's not funny. If know, I had said Matthew, who right off the bat, maybe your neighbors Matthew, are on the pot and you got a little contact high. Were you smoking weed? I was not on the reefer, and I hadn't even started drinking yet. The dope. The dope. He was doing. But the see, dope. you say you know that that guy that likes owls, and you say who who, and, and then you would have said the guy. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's you. It's you. Yeah. Oh God. Well, anyway, Barbie. What night did you go to Barbie? Saturday. And then what's the second time you saw it? Uh, I, no, that was the second time. Saturday night was the second time we saw it. I had gone earlier in the week. Is he telling the truth? Hey, he sounds very serious. He sounds very serious. Look at me. You're not telling the truth, are you? I'm not saying No, anything. I can tell you're not. not saying anything. I can tell you're not. I'm not saying anything. Who? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I, I haven't seen it. Oh. I, I doubt I will see it. Well, see, now well, I don't know what really to good. Think. Now you're denying it. I'm denying it. Yes, I'm looking. You I in just the hope eye. those two actors, who I know nothing about, and uh, I just Ooh. hope they were smart enough to get a couple <laughs> of points of, which is what the percentage of the gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they like owls? So, who? So far, <laughs> so far, Barbie's made seven hundred seventy-five million dollars globally. Already is the third best performing film of the year. Meanwhile, Oppenheimer took in another $46.6 million, making it the first R-rated film in the U.S. to make more than uh, $10 million over 10 consecutive days. Globally, they've made $400 million on that film so far. Uh, one continued victim of all this, the Mission Impossible film, which is not doing as well as they wanted it to, even though it's made $448 million globally. Uh, it still marks a bit of a fall-off for the well-reviewed Tom Cruise blockbuster, whose momentum has taken a hit from the Barbenheimer juggernaut. What's 1% of $775 million? Jeez. Oh, wow. 1% of 770 Joel, that'd be... 1.75 million? Oh, my God. Huh? Nope. What? 1% of what now? 775? What's 1% of 775 million? Move the decimal point over two spots. And what do you get? 7.75 million. Well, that's... So if they just... If she was just smart enough to have her agency, I want 1%. She's already at almost eight million. Right, right. That's yeah, very good, Chris. I had to use my calculator yeah. to figure that council, out. Council, council member Kelly chimes in with, "I too am fifty-four years old and have seen the Barbie movie twice. I cried my eyes out and laughed so hard. It is a wonderful movie, and all seven of my kids loved it as well." But Kelly might be a female. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what other uh, entertainment note? This one makes me as sad as Joe's Buick, wow. Buick with Saber story. Did actor Paul Rubens. Kenny's really getting short-tempered right now. Yeah. I actually don't blame him. Yeah. I am so angry mm. at you, Matthew. At me? Why are you angry? Paul Rubens, John? What about uh, Paul Squeaky? Rubens. Uh, what's Rubens. his name? What Not his Squeaky, Pee-wee. Pee-wee. Pee-wee Herman has died. Years after a cancer diagnosis, according to his team, he was 70 years old. According to, well, of course he does. He's an actor. Oh. Statement posted to his Facebook said, last night we said farewell to Paul Rubens, an iconic, that's what it says, I didn't make it up, American actor, comedian, writer, and producer whose beloved character 
character, Pee Wee Herman delighted generations of children and adults with his positivity, whimsy, and belief in the importance of kindness. Uh, Rubens actually uh, made a statement, wrote a statement, posted to social media after his death saying, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the last six years. Feliz Navidad. That means Merry Christmas in Spanish. Say it. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. I know you do. I know. Now, let me take a little bit of heat off a of rook here about yeah. the Barbie thing. Yeah. In my hands, I hold every episode ever of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Whoa. That just makes you cool. That That's oh. awesome. Yeah, we are cool. Okay, I'm cool then. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, yeah, how yeah, could I'm you cool. not? No, that is so I, awesome, I John. I appreciate that. I'm uh, the, in the movie, <laughs> I, I did uh, get a real kick out of when he knocked over all the Harleys. Oh, yes, the that's classic. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> We're Satan's helpers. That was the name of the group. But didn't they end up loving him? Uh, yeah, because yeah, he, he did, did the, the dance. tequila dance. He made, the fr he made friends with them. He borrowed the, the, the cook's. Yeah. The dishwasher's high heel shoes and, and stuff. Who dancing. hasn't been half the bag at a wedding reception and done the, the Pee Wee Herman <laughs> tequila <laughs> dance? No. Tell him Large Marsh sent you. Right. <laughs> a French man known for death-defying stunts has died after he fell from a high-rise residential building in Hong Kong. Remy Lucidi had climbed a number of similar structures around the world. Police are investigating whether he was trying to do the same thing when he died. Lucidi goes by the stomach. Mm. Yeah, the pictures of him that I saw gave me the elevator stomach. Lucidi goes by the name Remy Enigma on social media. He had posted a photo from Times Square in Causeway Bay, a captioned Hong Kong, just days before his death. The South China Morning Post reported he was last seen alive knocking on a penthouse window on the 68th floor oh, I got the elevator. of the Tregunter Tower at about 7.30 p.m. on Thursday. The knocking scared a domestic helper inside who called police when she saw a man outside the window. He fell off the building before officers arrived there and was confirmed dead at the scene. Authorities finding a sports camera on his body. One of his last photos, he wrote, Life is too short to chase Unicorns. Who did the tightrope walk between the twin towers when they were still standing? Is that one of the Walendas, right? I, yeah. I don't think yeah. it was Walenda. Uh, hmm. So I look it up, it Rook. It, look it, it up while John wraps up his dues. Uh, one other thing, they had the big air show in Wisconsin oh. uh, this weekend, uh, they, the Oshkosh Air Show. And uh, unfortunately, two separate accidents took the lives of four people, including the daughter of two-time Super Bowl-winning offensive lineman Bruce Colley. Uh, days after she celebrated her third wedding anniversary, Colley's daughter was 30-year-old Devin O'Reilly and her co-pilot, Zach Colmarano. We're flying a World War II-era T-6 Texan during the Air Venture Oshkosh Air Show when the aircraft plunged into Lake Winnebago around 9 in the morning Saturday, five minutes after takeoff. The vintage aircraft had reached 3,900 feet before plummeting into the lake. Witnesses of the crash said the plane was spinning uncontrollably. Some of the folks thought that it was a trick that they were doing before it finally hit the water. An investigation is underway to determine the cause of that crash. Later in the day, a second disaster hit near the air show after an LA-10 Eclipse gyrocopter collided in midair with the Rotaway 162F helicopter. The pilot of the helicopter, 69-year-old Mark Peterson, and passenger Thomas Voles were both killed in that accident. August 7th, 1974, uh, New York awoke to find aerialist Philippe Petit yeah, walking on a wire. Yep. Yes. Another Frenchman. Yep. 
Isn't These that Frenchmen why... have a reputation as cowards, but there's two of them right there that climb tall buildings and do yeah. weird stuff. Do people go to air shows just to see plane crashes? I don't know, but I've been to the Oshkosh show. It's quite, uh, it's quite a revelation. If you want to hear cylinders, Ooh. Mm, I'll bet. I flew there in uh, Fifi, a B-52. Mm. Or no, flew back from there in Fifi to here. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Back when we had a staff that that arranged things like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what not are arranging fault. now? I'm trying yeah. to get somebody to call Marjorie Johnson. You know. <laughs> I gotcha. Why don't we take a timeout and come back? Let's do take a timeout and let me tell you that we have ordered a second ship for the Croatian cruise next oh, year. Oh boy. The first one is sold out and the uh that means of course that the Adriatic King is sold out. So you will be able to meet the Adriatic Queen and we'll be uh, Tandem, just following, and we go into ports and we mix it all up. So we're gonna have you'll get to your uh, rookie time. Can I request the ship that you're not on? People already have. Okay, people already have. Good. I think there's a couple Good. that already did that. <laughs> if you would like more information about this eight day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik, this is July 14th of 2024 next year. So start saving up right now. You can go to online to escapewithusvacations.com. Yes, sir. Uh, when you're on the ship next year, are you gonna wear all the medals? From the airport? Yeah, I'm, wear, I'm for sure bringing my flare. May, you got to make kind of an admiral's jacket. I will do that. Yeah. I can do that. You got to get a costume. I can do that. And if you want to go with us, you're more than welcome to come. Uh, there's, Joe. there's certain things uh, that uh, I wish I was still doing, and I'd go in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. If you want to go and you want to see the itinerary prior to, go to escapewithusvacations.com, click on the Croatian button, and you'll see what the price includes, where we're going, where we're stopping. And how much fun and how beautiful though both of those boats are. Escape with us vacations.com or go old school if you want to talk to someone and dial 651. Do you have a no? Just no? Okay. go ahead. Okay. I gotta click on the phone number here. 651. I just lost it. It's a phone number. That's a phone number. You can get it at escapewithusvacations.com. Oh. 651-788-4338. 651-788-4338. Escapewithusvacations.com. Well, it occurs to me that you know what this is. What? This is a test run for a Garage Logic cruise in which we're all on the cruise. We have seminars, you know, during the day there would be a meeting. And yes. Come in and you could sit in the auditorium and listen to us and... Where's the party? I think, uh, you know, party lay night. down a podcast. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it right from the ship. Yeah. By cruise, do you mean on my pontoon? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. The destroyed liver, whatever the hell the thing's called. Cirrhosis uh, of the river. D's right. nuts. It's been re rechristened. Oh, rechristened? Who's? Yeah. D's. Oh. D's. All right. Justice and the Suchere. I should turn my mic on when I'm trying to do an ad for Hofferman Water and Connecticut. Uh, I got a good email from Jeff over the weekend that said he and his wife just decided to make the switch to Hofferman and Connecticut. Thank you for the recommendation, Reavers. We decided to make the switch, and you were right. Our new drinking water system is fantastic. We should have done this many, many years ago. I had the same reaction when I first got my drinking water system installed. Why didn't we do this earlier? So, 
Get on the schedule. Don't be like me. Don't be like Jeff. Get on the schedule now and don't regret your decision later on. 952-894-4040. That's their phone number. They are still in the midst of their busiest time of the year, but that doesn't mean you can't get on that schedule now. 952-894-4040. You can also visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. You go on there and you can see every single system that they have to offer. And maybe you're in the market for a new water softener or an odor filtration system. It doesn't matter. They will take care of you. I've been a customer for years now of Hofferman and Connecticut, and I'm very satisfied with my decision to make the switch, and I guarantee that you will be as well. 952-894-4040, HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about it here on the Garage Logic Podcast. John Height, would you do me a favor, please? Sure. Mm-hmm. Would you look up famous graduates of Johnson High School in St. Paul? Uh, I'll need it during this day in history. Okay. All right. In the meantime, we're all aware of the car ferry attempting to get from uh, Europe to Egypt called the Fremantle Highway, which is on on fire. fire. Uh, It is carrying 3,000 vehicles. Now, listen to these numbers. Uh, It's been abandoned, by the way. It was not safe enough for the crew to remain on board and try to put out the fire. It's carrying 3,000 vehicles, 25 of which are electric. You got this? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, uh, It was en route from uh, Bremerhaven, Germany, to Port Said, Egypt. Okay. It's owned by a Tokyo-based shipping company. It's floating unmanned in the waters of the North Sea. Because the crew was forced to abandon it due to uncontrollable blaze. Uh, The Dutch Coast Guard, aided by firefighting vessels from the Netherlands and Germany, has been working to control the blaze and prevent environmental damage. Despite their efforts, the fire continues to burn and the ship is now listing. Uh-oh. All right. That's the situation is quite severe, said a representative from the Dutch Coast Guard. The fire is still raging and it's too risky for anyone to get on board. We're doing everything we can to prevent it from sinking. But the ship is heavily listed already. That means it's going down. They can't do that. One of the primary concerns <laughs> is the potential environmental impact, particularly due to the 25 electric vehicles on board. The lithium-ion batteries in these EVs could cause additional fires and explosions, making the situation even more hazardous. If the ship were to sink, these batteries could pose a significant environmental threat. Okay, what I need is a GL physicist or somebody. A nautical expert? I know. I need oh. a battery expert to point out you got 3,000 vehicles, but only 25 of them, or the EVs. electric ones, pose this horrible effect on the environment. Why? Mm. Uh, uh, the elements inside the EV Right, battery. but I want to know what, what it does. Oh, well, the lithium-ion batteries of the EVs can react violently with water, causing further fires and even explosions. If the ship does sink, the release of these materials into the marine environment could have serious ecological consequences. 
but they're not telling us what they are and how uh, that would happen. I would really love to know that. Uh, and I bet there are, gee, well, I could even do my own homework, I suppose, and and find out. As authorities continue to fight the blaze, the full extent of the damage and potential environmental impact remains to be seen. Uh, investigations into the fire will commence once the situation is brought under control. In other words, you got 3,000 vehicles, but they're really most most concerned about the effect the 25 EVs would have on the marine life. Well, and the, I was trying to look it up while you were talking. I wasn't really able to find anything. But if we know one thing about the GL audience... They will mansplain the living, you know what, uh, the EV battery. I can, can see a point. Uh, I can see a point where we ship uh, EVs on separate um, boats. Let the cars go in one container and then hook. No, but they're they're not. The EVs aren't built on a frame. What you think of as the frame is the battery. No, I mean they won't allow EVs on these big carriers. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right. yeah. Then how are we going to get them? From Europe to here, Kenny, aren't there also and the railroad Biden wants to build the right, rail line right across right. the yeah, uh, yeah. Right, right across the ocean? Aren't there certain shops that won't even service EVs? Yes. Didn't I read that somewhere? Yep. Well, All I know is, based on everything I've heard, I sure as hell don't want to drive an EV in a big rainstorm. I'm sure they got that figured out, but you know, I'm not taking my chances. You know what I'm saying? You're just not driving one. Period. I do, yes. John, are you ready for me? I believe I am. Don't yeah. say anything yet. We should all be embarrassed, or as Downing notes, boy, did you go out on a high note Friday. <laughs> I First, wasn't you here. disavowed <laughs> any knowledge of Minnesota Governor John A. Johnson. Never heard of him, was the consensus of the mayor and his staff. Hello, St. Paul, hockey, Herb Brooks, high school, east side. Does that help any? And if that wasn't enough gubernatorial disrespect for one podcast, you then proceeded to kill off Al Qui. A simple <laughs> God, are we bad? Yep. A simple glance at Wikipedia reveals that the 99-year-old Al is both the nation's <coughs> eldest living former governor and the nation's eldest living former U.S. representative. The family of Al Qui can relax. No, He's still was, alive. That was Lou Wangberg. I know. I was playing on And then we said, I think he was Al Qui's lieutenant governor, and then somebody said, is Al Qui still with us? I said, no. No, no he's long gone. David is blaming <laughs> all of us for the sins of you, Suchere. Okay, I, none I accept, of us. I accept yeah. the fault if you were offended. Yeah, all you <laughs> take all of the blame for all of that. Johnson High School, my God, John! How many famous graduates from Johnson there's, High School? Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Would you like me to name a, a lot few? of hockey like players? A few. I bet a lot of hockey. Herb Brooks, oh, Wendy Anderson. Herb Brooks, Wendy Anderson, Louis Anderson, Louis Anderson. Yeah, the late Louis. Uh, I have a note from a fellow who must have been listening on the town council. He yeah. said, don't forget to mention Alana Blahosky, Olympic gold medalist in hockey. And I got a note from Brian who said, uh, don't forget to mention her because she was so good uh, that she played on a boys team at Phelan in the late 80s. Oh, That's boy. how good she was. Good for her. Uh, so there's her. Is there's, it Housley uh, from Johnson? No, he's South St. Paul. Oh. 
Warren Berger. Warren Berger, Chief Justice, Chief Justice Supreme yep. Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Bruce Vento, who is a congressman, sure. of course. Got a bicycle uh, trail named after him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, Chris was right. A lot of hockey players. Barry Talixson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Strelo. Warren Strelo. Strelo, sorry. Yeah. Amy Peterson, three-time Olympic medalist. I'm not sure in what, though. Mm-hmm. It does not say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herb Brooks, you mentioned, I believe. Uh, we have Les Aug, A-U-G-E, mm-hmm. hockey player. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with Les either. I'm not a, not a big hockey guy, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Jerry Rush, who's a, a jazz trumpeter. I was familiar with his name. Uh, in the 60s and late or early 70s, he was around. Uh, Arnold Sungard, playwright. Thomas uh, Tepa, Tepa, remember? He Thomas Tepe, football player. Thank you. Gophers and the Vikings, if I'm and not And the mistaken. Vikings, yes. Uh, Tony Bennett, the St. Paul police officer, yep. the state legislator, also south. Uh, that's about it. I well, uh, the, the point being, of course, that uh, we're the morons, and uh, I think what I'm personally going to do is that each time now, because former governors come up a lot on this day in history. They do. They do. And I'm going to uh, withhold any comment until I do some homework. And I think maybe Uh, what we can also do, every high school, we should go through the list of notables. No, I don't think so. (laughs) But Johnson, for Pete's sake, a pretty famous high school named after Governor John uh, A. Johnson and... uh, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't here Friday because all I would have gotten out of that was, oh, you don't have to call me Johnny. Yeah. You can call me Johnson. Yeah. That's all I would have Well, only because that. they come to us. You ready? Oh, guess sure. where the Lymans are. Where'd they travel to? They're at Burnt Island, Scotland, across the Petticur Bay from Edinburgh. Wow. Wait a minute. Wow. Wait a minute. Huh. Wait a minute. Sounds wow. cloudy. It does. <laughs> Rainy. <laughs> On this day, Scotland. Yes. <laughs> on this day, July 31st, Joe. In 1859, a mob threatened State Attorney General Charles Berry and frees a Moore Moore from the Rockford jail. Moore had led a mob that lynched suspected murderer Oscar Jackson earlier that year. Learning that Moore had been freed and Berry threatened Governor Henry H. Sibley declared Wright County to be in a state of insurrection and called out three companies of militia to establish order and begin an investigation. He recalled the troops when only three members of the mob, including Moore, were turned over. That October, a Wright County judge, I'm sorry, a Wright County grand jury failed to indict anyone for Jackson's murder. A sorry conclusion to the Wright County war. Hmm. On this day in 1866, Major Gouverneur Kemble Warren opened the first St. Paul office of the Army Corps of Engineers. Warren's duties included bridging the Mississippi River and installing a shipping channel from St. Louis to the Falls of St. Anthony. And on this day in 1873, July 31st, Amherst Wilder signed his will, donating two and a half million bucks to help the needy in St. Paul. Born July 7, 1828 in Lewis, New York, Wilder moved to St. Paul in 1859 and soon found his fortune in various business ventures, including railroads, steamers, banks, real estate, and merchandising. 
He died November 11, 1894. And you can imagine that on this day in 1873, donating $2.5 bucks was a lot of money yeah, to I'm the point where there's right still now. a Wilder Foundation. That's on this day... Well, never mind. Keep going. Go ahead, John. <laughs> no, because I haven't found it yet. Oh. <laughs> on this day in 1884... July 31st. <laughs> the state's first rail shipment of iron ore from the Sudan mine arrived at two harbors. Hmm. And on this day in 1910... <laughs> yes, sir. July 31st. The Split Rock Lighthouse opened, which is a gorgeous edifice. You ever been there? Many times. Got yeah. it. Built in response to a 1905 storm that sank 26 ships on Lake Superior. At first, it could be reached only by boat. That makes no sense to me. Uh, well, that area, that point that it's on, very craggy. Remember yeah, how but the it road was on used, land. It was on but, the mainland. <clears throat> Remember how the road used to be before they put the tunnel in? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of harrowing. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. When did the tunnel go in? Oh, back in the 70s, I think? No. 60s? No, no. Late 80s? Late 80s. Yeah. yeah. I'm, hold I'm on, so hold nervous on. now on this day in history. Uh, yeah, that I, um, <laughs> you, uh, I'm looking at each name as though we should know the Highway 61. Well, well, Kenny's looking that up. Let me tell you that the two and a half million equals about ninety nine million dollars in this wow. day. That's a lot of money. So, same purchasing power. Nineteen ninety four. Really, really, Kenny? Come. That late? Wow. That yeah. recently? Wow. <laughs> I certainly remember. The old way. Yeah, so do I. It was more fun. And finally, on this day in 1928, July 31st, the St. Paul Southern Electric Railway ended 14 years of service between St. Paul and Hastings. Wow. Hastings? Mm -hmm. It's a short trip. <laughs> well, not in 1928. Took you a far piece to get there. So were people disembarking in Hastings and taking a train the rest of the way? What's the need for that? Maybe that was an early version of uh, mass transit. You know what? GLers will let us know tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes, Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, Actually, if you, you guys it. weren't such bleeping idiots. Actually, <laughs> what do you got? I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but Garage Logic is going to celebrate the 30th anniversary at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. 
And that's going to happen, what, two weeks from tonight? August 14th. What the hell? Yes, sir. Uh, (laughs) We have been informed that tickets are 76% sold out. Not sure why we I wonder why not 75%. That's kind of what I was wondering, too. But you can still still have the opportunity, excuse me, to come join us that evening, Monday, August 14th, at the Chanesson Dinner Theater. Tickets are just 40 bucks, and it does include dinner. Does that mean 24% are left? Correct. That's right. And I have been also told that. Once these tickets are gone, the public is out of luck. Well, they ain't going to knock down a wall in that theater and add more seats. What about SRO? Can't people just stand around? Not a question for me, Kenny. You have to take that up with upper management. Tickets are just 40 bucks. It includes dinner, so find your tickets now. Go online, garagelogic.com. When you get to the show page, click on Get Tickets. Dinner, by the way, at 5.30. Show starts at 7.30. Come hang out and meet the fellas. Um, does everybody have to be there? Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. Okay. This ain't like the Twins game where you get to sit in some other seat. <laughs> in another there's state. A, there's a race in Missouri I was thinking about going down to. Uh, if you could do us a favor as well, GLers, and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel because on that channel we are posting daily content for your amusement. Let me look real quick. All right. For the email to see if we got anything from Matt, our uh, demolition derby driver who competed Sunday in uh, Anoka at the Anoka County Fair. I'm looking to see if we got anything from him. I hope he did well. Um, You can follow us on social media as well. You know, you you can get it. Nothing yet, huh, Joe? Not yet.